Hello and welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast, Justin Bedford, alongside Noah Russo. How you doing this week, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. I mean, things are good. Can't complain. Cats are five and zero to start the season. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, I couldn't really ask for a better like well, you start to the you season. Literally, you literally, you literally can't. can't. No, you literally can't ask for a better start to the season. Um, especially too, I feel like. You know, because the Panthers are starting to get a little more, you know, recognition around the league, especially after this start. But I feel like not enough people are giving them the credit they deserve for the quality of competition they faced. Like, it's one thing to be 5-0 and if you'd played, like, Detroit twice or you've played Montreal or Chicago. But so far, I mean, this team has played the Pittsburgh Penguins, who, yes, they're missing a lot of their star players, but they're still a well-coached team with some talent. They beat them opening night, the Islanders back-to-back conference finals, the Tampa Bay Lightning back-to-back Stanley Cups, the Colorado Avalanche President's Trophy winner last year, and favorite one of the favorites for the Cup this year. I mean, and Philly off to a great start uh, this season as well, and another win there. Like, these have not been easy, like, games for the Panthers. No, they have not, and they just keep delivering. Yeah, yeah, and like last night was maybe not the the prettiest win of the bunch so far. Um, I think it was probably you know one of their worst games, especially the second period that they've played this season. But the fact that you can go out and not bring your A game, and you got enough guys that even if a couple of them are contributing, this team battles and they come out you know with the two points at the end of the day. And you can put it behind you, fix some things, and, you know, get ready for the next one. Um, but just a like, dream start right now for the Panthers. Best start in franchise history. Um, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't ask for, for anything more. No, you couldn't. And it's like, it's crazy what a difference, like, having three dynamic lines, they can, like, each score at any moment makes in a game. Like, it, it's just it, it completely tilts the ice in your favor. Yeah, I mean, it makes it so hard to go up against a team when you have that kind of depth up front and then you combine it with, you know, some of the real high-end defensemen that the Panthers have. And right now, and we've talked about it, you know, a couple episodes ago, I think, but we got to talk about the goaltending and Sergei Bobrovsky right now matching the best start of his career, 4-0 to start the season. What are you, like? What are you seeing from Bob? Like, is, is he back? I don't want to like jinx it, you know. Like, but it, fuck, it sure seems like he is. He's looking really good, really dynamic in net. You know, you can just see his like athleticism activate on some of those plays. 
and his positioning has, has just been really, really good. Um, I want to say he is back. I want to say he is the, the like $10 million goalie we thought we were getting two years ago. But I don't want to jinx it. It's tough because it's like it, it is early in the season, right? The sample size, it's only four games. But and the thing is, too, we've never seen this this Sergei Bobrovsky in a Panthers uniform, right? We've only seen it in Columbus. But 4-0 to start the season, he's got a 942 save percentage, I believe. Yeah. He is very much looking like the $10 million goalie the Panthers uh, thought they were signing a few years back. So that insane contract. Yeah, um, 1.99 goals against average. Like, just unreal. Yeah, like, he's just been terrific. Uh, his, to me, for me, it's the puck tracking, uh, not just like, you know, he's seeing through traffic, he's making the first save, but the second save too, uh, he's often right there in position. Uh, there was an early chance yesterday, the Panthers gave up and he, you know, he makes the first one on Farabee, I think, and I forget who the trailer was coming in, but he makes a nice stop there too. Like he, he looks like he's at the top of his game right now. Yeah. This like definitely have never seen this one. This Sergei Bobrovsky in a Panthers uniform. It's it's really exciting to be honest. Yeah. I, um I, Yeah. And it I got, just yeah. It makes you wonder, like, is that gonna affect how many games Spencer Knight gets in? Like it probably does. Like if Bobrovsky struggles, like I think they won't hesitate to go to Knight. Right. But now you're you have this good problem of you have two goalies playing really well, and you're trying to manage that of you know finding the right amount of games for each goalie because you know as good as Bobrovsky's been he's you know a bit older so you don't want him to kind of run out of gas right you want you know to manage his game so he's not uh overworked and for Spencer Knight you want to get him into enough games that he's you know getting the experience he's getting better he's feeling the puck you know every so often uh and in those situations uh so you're just trying to find the right balance between uh, those two kind of things in getting Spencer enough starts to give Obrovsky some rest and give him the experience um, as opposed to maybe just trying to roll with the hot hand and then you get to, you know, March and Bobrovsky starts to fade a bit just from uh, the workload. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting because like the, the push in the NHL recently has been trying to maximize like recovery and like, just the toll that being a goalie takes on your body over the course of a season. So even though Bobrovsky is playing very, very well, you, you might like, if you're Joel Quenville, you might still want to get night into a little, to a fair amount of games just because like you want to make sure Bobrovsky's rested when it comes playoff time. And yeah. it, it, the reality is it is a conversation we have to have this early in the season. That's just the way it is. You don't want to burn him up too early. But then again, you want to try and find a balance with riding his hot streak. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to, yeah, you're trying to find that right balance. It's a great problem to have for, for yeah. the team, really. Like, and I think you, you see it on the players, too. They don't really care who's in that there. They know uh, that they're going to get a goal. He's going to play well, keep him in games, uh, and allow them to – you know, come out with some points. 
So really good problem to have, but I'm curious to see how much, if Bobrovsky keeps up this level of play, how much we're going to see Spencer Knight here. Um, because, yeah, again, you're just trying to find that right mix. But really, like, great stuff early on from from both goalies. Um, and especially Bobrovsky yesterday, going up against his former team um, in a game where, again, I like that wasn't the Panthers' A game. I think they were the better team five on five for sure. Uh, I'd give them the edge there, but the special teams um, have been an issue uh, all season really, but last night as well. Uh, the power play, I, I don't know what it is, uh, but it's not working. They give up the shorty to Cam Atkinson and like they, they just got outworked by really the Flyers penalty kill for a lot of that game. Like, you get seven power plays. You can't go one for seven. Not not in this league. You're not going to win many games like that. I think you're you're fortunate to get the win yesterday, but with those kind of numbers, you're not going to win much in this league. Yeah, I. It, it's really tough, right? Because the power play is so vital to the success. You look at Tampa over the past two seasons; their power play was just ridiculous, and it's it's just it's a sign of of a successful team. And you need it. You need those. You need to convert on those opportunities. Well, yeah, if, I, yeah. if you don't, it's going to come back and bite you. Yeah. That's just that's just the reality of the situation. And you, you, but it's still early in the season, and you still have so much time to work on either like personnel like who's going out on the power play or just general strategy. So yeah, it's not ideal right now, but there's so much time left in the season that I'm not too worried at the moment. No, but what I feel like part of that is like, if the Panthers were three and two or two and three to start the year, there's more panic. Right. But the reality yeah. is, is that even with the power play, not firing on all cylinders, they're winning games. Right. So there's less panic and pressure from maybe fans or media to get this thing fixed. But the reality is if you, you know, if you want to stay this way, like it's going to need to get better. And especially if you're going to try to, you know, make a nice run in the playoffs, like the power play is a huge part of that. You look at the Oilers, that team is like 90% power play, 10% McDavid at five on five. And the rest is just shambles. Like that's how they win games. Panthers need to get something going in that, uh, facet of the game. I think the good news is that like a good power play to me is like cooking where it's like, you got to start with good. In- if you're going to make something good, you got to start with good ingredients. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for the power play, that's the personnel that you have. And the, the Panthers have, you know, great ingredients. They have great players that they can throw out there. It's just a matter of finding the right mixture of what's, what's going to work. Um, and generating some different looks um, because there's just, there's too much talent on this roster to uh, have the power play numbers that they have so far. For sure. So I would like to see them mix up the personnel a little bit. Yeah. And you mentioned it like briefly is that it would be a much like bigger concern if we were two and three or something like that. Um, But like I think that being five and zero, oh, it just it it creates potential because if we if the Panthers can 
be so good without their power play is can you imagine once the power play gets going it's going to be it's going to be unfair yeah like, no team is going to stand a chance so that that's the way i'm trying to look at it right now yeah uh that that it's just it's opportunity but mm-hmm. i i something something to jump start the uh the power play might be nice so like as you said like a a bit of a mix up in personnel might be might be good um who would you I, swap I, I, like I, right, I, right right now the power play is bennett reinhardt huberto ekblad barkov would you who would you swap out um maybe reinhardt move reinhardt to the second unit yeah it's 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 tough because those are your five best offensive players, probably. We'll see. To me, it's I think the biggest issue with the power play right now is it just looks stagnant. Like there's not enough uh like the pucks movement of the players aren't moving enough. Yeah. Right. And you saw that last night against Philly because Philly they they pressure uh, a lot on their their penalty kill, right? And try to force, you know, bad passes mm-hmm. and lose pucks. And if you're not moving your feet. Then you're going to cough the puck up and Cam Atkinson's going to get a breakaway and he's going to score. And yeah. that's exactly what happens last night. Um, I think you got like Hubro and Markov, you got to leave for sure, right? Hubro's your best passer. Barkov is your highest IQ player, right? And a really good facilitator. So you got to have those two out there for sure. I think either Reinhardt or Bennett, and it's tough because Bennett does have the one power play goal. Um, I think I'm swapping out Reinhardt and I'd like to get either like Verhage or Duclair in there guys that are good kind of shifty skaters that can move around, um, you know, maybe play down low, come up the wall, uh, that type of stuff, just to get the penalty killers kind of moving, create a bit more chaos um, from the penalty kill and, and try to generate some looks. So I think that would be a change I would look to make for, for the power play. Yeah, and I mean, you, you put Verhage or Duclair. It's not like you're putting in somebody who's never played with the other guys before. Like Verhage's on the same line as Barkov. Duclair's played with them before, so it's not like you're starting from scratch either. Um, so I, I definitely agree with those moves, and I would be very inclined to try those. Um, but but we'll see. Like as I said, it's not that big of a worry now it presents opportunity but if it keeps going like this especially against like a team like arizona next game or detroit next week is maybe you're maybe you are starting to think a bit more critically about the situation yeah yeah one yeah once it becomes you know if, if losses start to come that's when you know the the pressure and the concern will be there um but as for right now, I think it's, you know, just something to work on. Um, other thoughts from the game yesterday, again, I don't think it was the Panthers' A game from a lot of players. Defensively, I think Uyghur, probably best defenseman. Uh, some key breakups on plays and some good reads. Uh, probably the best game of the season from two guys, probably from Jonathan Huberto. I mean, absolute money uh, on the shorthanded goal. Uh Bennett finds him, doesn't get the first one, but throws it back in front from behind the net, goes in on 
you know, Carter Hart, vintage Carter Hart, uh, some would say. And then, yeah. like, it just is. And then uh, another guy who was really excellent uh, is Godwin Mason Marchment. Uh, people give him a lot of credit uh, on social media and stuff. He was excellent drawing penalties, being a pain uh, for the Flyers to play against, and which is great to see because that is the way Mason Marchment needs to play to stay in the lineup, right? He needs yeah. to play that type of game, get under players' skins, uh, just be all over them all the time. Impressive stuff from a player who was once called the worst player in the National Hockey League uh, by one Leafs-based media outlet. Uh, but probably the strongest game of the year from, from Mason Marchment. Yeah. Like, just... It's crazy. Like, players come into Florida and at least there is very little optimism around the league about those players. Yeah. And they just, they just come into Florida and literally like they, they change. Yeah. And they tear it up. Well, and it's really weird. Cause like Verhagen to me is an outlier because his underlines were good in Tampa. Right. Like there was an indication that this was a good player, right. He just needed more of an opportunity. That's what he got in Florida. And he has been a great player, but a lot of the other guys who have come in, they just don't have that prior indication that uh, they're going to be a, um, a much better player here in Florida. Like Sam Bennett had like one nice playoff run in Calgary and then has looked mediocre at best for like five years. And then yeah. you have Gustav Forsling, who was bad and barely used <laughs> before he got here. And he's been unbelievable. Mason Marchman, like, had like, he was just a guy. It was I thought I was like, oh, say he'll look great in Charlotte. He was like a 14th forward for Toronto at the time, right? I don't even think he was. I think like was, I don't even think he was that far, like that far up the depth chart. No. And he comes in here and he looks like you know a really useful player for this team. That's what uh you know the Panthers have been able to do so well. That's why they've uh been such a good team this last like year and a bit. Is because guys are just coming in out of nowhere and just all of a sudden they're they're quite good at hockey apparently. Very, yeah. Um, I mean the the Bennett thing, like people saying that they can produce in the regular season and then he like does puts up what he put up last year at the end of the season, and then so far so good this year. Yeah. I mean it's it's just it's bizarre because like he just he's a different player here in Florida. I don't know what it is. If it if it's something in the water, I don't know what it is, but for some reason the Panthers are getting great performances out of guys who have been written off by by other teams. Uh, which I mean, I love it. And you talk Mason Marchment coming over from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, they had quite a game themselves yesterday. Uh, a nifty little seven-one loss to uh, the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. Uh, so tough one for Leafs fans. I know we were both getting texts from some of our, our Leaf fan friends. <laughs> not pleased with that one um i had both the uh because we, we have two tvs in our living room i had the panthers game on and the leafs game on quite the contrast between the two teams <laughs> like just a little bit i'm so excited for these two teams to play i can't wait for it you know, like, and you know what the big difference to me is is like and i like i don't know if you watch the leafs documentary at all I watched the entire thing. I yes. Well, it's just like the Panthers. I think one of the things that like separates them is that both teams have talent. There's no denying that. But the Panthers, 
like the 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 culture and the, the players, the way they interact with each other, they like each other, they believe in each other, that they're gonna, you know, like they're down in this game, they're down, you know, in the opener against Pittsburgh. They believe they're gonna come back and they do come back. Um, you know, they don't get rattled if they have a bad game or a bad shift, you know, players bounce back. The leash just crumble under the slightest bit of pressure. Like Yeah. Like any kind of pressure. Like it's unbelievable. Like I'm I don't know what it is, but psychologically they just collapse. It took all of like 20 minutes into that game for Dubis, Marner, Keith, Babcock, all to be trending. I know I woke up this morning and Matthews and Marner were trending, and I was like, this is amazing. Like, I mean, it's just it, it's shocking stuff, really. Like, you know, I know, you know, we chirp the Leafs a lot, but they are like they are a good team. Like they're not as good as the Panthers, but they're they're a decent team. Yeah. Um, and they just look in shambles right now, which like I'm here for it. I love to see it. But yeah, you you do love to see it. You, you really do. You really yeah, do. You yeah. know, especially and I, yeah, you know, like, uh, you know, because they, they, you know, they think they're sick. Think that you know the world revolves around the Leafs, <laughs> uh, and it's just uh, it's not true. It is not. Yeah, not true. Not true. Uh, yeah. So big fan of that. Big fan of that game. Um, but I think we'll, we'll move on. We'll talk about uh, some of the upcoming Panther games uh, that they got on the schedule. Uh, schedule eases up a little bit in the near future, uh, which is nice to see. But before we get there, a quick uh, ad read from our good friends over at DraftKings. NFL fans hungry for a big win this week. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets if they win. If they win, you win with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Let's look at the schedule. Give me a sack to catch my breath after that ad read. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, my goodness. Um it's a bit of a mouthful, but next up, the Panthers are taking on the Arizona Coyotes in Sunrise. The Arizona Coyotes this season have been feeling dangerous. Zero wins, four losses, one OT loss, one point in the standings. I'm never going to like, like whenever somebody mentions Arizona this season, I will never forget their first game against Columbus. I think it was eight two final score. Yeah, they look great. Columbus. Columbus scored eight goals off of twenty six shots. Yeah, it was like, it's so bad. Yeah, it's not great. Not great for Arizona, but it's like it's really tough because like Arizona is not good this year. Uh, you know, we all we all knew that before the season. We definitely know it now during the season. Um, 
but they're trying to be bad. So like, good for them. They're, if that if that's their goal, they're absolutely killing it right now. Uh, oh four and one. Um, I will say this though. I just pulled up their lineup. If this was 2014, this is like a sick team. Yeah. You got Andrew Ladd. You got Phil Castle, right? You got Jay Beagle. You got Louis Erickson. Like, you got Anton Strawman, our good friend from, you know, the past. I mean, it's a good looking team. Really, 20- really good looking team. For 2014. Team. Yeah, really great looking team. Um, on paper, this, this should, this should be a win, right? This should be the easiest game the Panthers have played, right? By far, but at the same time, these are the type, yeah, these are the type of games where like you, you can, like you can lose any game. This could be the type of game where you come in maybe a bit too confident and I don't know, Clayton Keller just goes nuts and throws up yeah. a couple points like which in fairness would not be disastrous to my fantasy team which in fairness i, I don't care I, I, how do you why do you have an arizona coyote on your fantasy team that's a red flag that's it's not good it's it, i don't think it's our fantasy i think it's my other one but still i know how i know is that fantasy I, know, league? I know are there 800 people in it jesus <laughs> uh, on, yeah, on paper like this should be a win like but yeah. like but you know you, you, no wins, no wins guaranteed in this league. Um, absolutely, and I would expect, like, I would hope that Spencer Knight gets the nod in net, but you never know with how well Bobrovsky's been playing. Yeah, it, it really, really depends. Um, I mean, really, you go with either guy, then you're gonna be fine. Um, but just again, because I will say, even though Arizona, they don't have the talent or the, the depth that the, the Panthers might have on paper, like they are going to go out, they're going to work hard. They are going to try to grind you down. Um, it's like, you know, you're thinking it's going to be a win, but if it is, it's not going to be an easy win. Um, they still got some players who can be difference makers. Uh, but I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Panthers win this one. Yeah. It's really hard to picture them not winning. Also, I just want to say, actually, before like before I forgot about this from earlier when we were talking about Flyers, Panthers, <laughs> but I think Keith Yandel misses his friends. Dude, he did not have a good game. Minus two and a turnover on the game-winning goal to Jonathan Huberto. Coincidence? I mean, have we not, like gone through the theory that he's just there to, like, be to sabotage the Flyers? Yeah, I know. I think it's like him and Ristolainen's competing to see who can be the biggest saboteur. Like, <laughs> I think that's what they're going for. But uh, yeah, really, really nice of Keith yesterday uh, to yeah. do that for the Panthers. Um, and you know, because sometimes you know I'll get nostalgic. You know, I'll be like, "Oh, I miss Keith Yandel, not the player, right? But the person, right? Right? Because he brought a lot of energy. It was good vibes in the locker room, right? Well liked by his teammates, and I'll, you know, I'll be like, "Oh, I missed, you know, that." Like, he's a good teammate. Last night was a good reminder as to why I don't miss Keith Handel. Yeah, yeah. Like now, you, you miss him off the ice. You do not miss him on the ice. I think that's very like evident. Yeah. No. And yeah, last night was a great example of that. Uh, and maybe 
Maybe we'll see something like that from Anton Strallman versus the Coyotes. Oh, I would love to see that because that was getting tough to watch. Yeah, it was tough to watch. Uh, what's your score prediction for this one? I'm going to go 4-1 Panthers. Oh, my goodness. You're thinking a big, big win for the Panthers. Big win for the Panthers. All right. I'm going to say this is the game where the power play finally starts to get going. I'm thinking two power play goals for the Panthers. I'm thinking a 5-1 win. And I'm thinking the one goal cut from the Arizona Coyotes comes from Jay Beagle. <laughs> of course it does. I Don't sleep on Jay Beagle. He's playing on a line with Andrew Ladd and Ryan Dezingle. Oh, man. That, that could be, you know, uh, that could cause problems. But, like, yeah, that's, 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 it'll, be, it'll be nice for, for, for that to be the game. Yeah, I, yeah, really looking forward to this game, to be honest. It's just going to be nice to – oh, at least I like to think that it's going to be just a really nice, easy win, but we'll see. We'll see. You don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Uh, no win's an easy win. And then after that, they play Boston, another good team. Uh, they finally did the thing and started Linus Olmark, which is huge for my fantasy team. And what do you know? He played incredible. Um, yeah, I, I didn't even see anything, but I just I kept getting notifications that he was playing so well. Yeah, yeah, he single-handedly like is saving my save percentage in fantasy <laughs> hockey. So thank you for that, Linus. But I hope he doesn't do it against the Panthers. Um, Boston's a weird team because they haven't played much. Like, yeah, like their schedule has been really weird. Like they took a while to play their first game and then a break between their second game. Like they only played three games, I think. Like, so I don't, there's like, there's no real read on Boston yet. Like, obviously, like they're a good team. They have great players like Brad Marchand, absolute rat. Um, <laughs> and, and really good hockey too, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Just the perfect pest. But, other than that, like I don't have a real sense from from Boston as to what they are. I mean, looking, you know, right now at the uh, the Atlantic Division standings, like they're, they're two and one, but again, the three games don't really know what to make of it. No, no, and it's so early in the season that you can't you can't make any assumptions about any team. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. Uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. I'm actually like, I think that'll be a great game. I do too. I think it's gonna be, you know, it's a physical contest. I think you know, there's gonna be some some bad blood, you know, some some scrums perhaps going on. Um, but for me, I think it's gonna come down to the defense. I'm not totally sold on Boston's defense, outside of Charlie McAvoy, who's yeah. unbelievable, right? Like, <laughs> that's just like. But outside of that, like Mike Riley's really good. Brandon Carlo's good. Forbert, John Moore, like they're, they're they're solid. But I'm worried about maybe like I think you have to expose maybe the foot speed of some of those defenders if you're the Panthers, right? The Panthers have a lot of speed that they can utilize. Mm-hmm. And if, if that's you know that's what you got, I'm going after you know Brandon Carlo and Derek Forbert all night. And because the Panthers are so deep, they they can do that. They have speed and skill on every line. But it should be a real good one, too, because Boston's been, you know, again, one of those top teams in the Atlantic Division for the last few years up mm-hmm. there with Toronto and Tampa. So it's a nice kind of 
benchmark game two to see how you match up against uh, a, a team like that, a team that, you know, is playing pretty well, that's well built uh, and a lot of experience. So it's, it's a, it's another good test game for the Panthers. Yeah. And then after that, it's the Detroit Red Wings who are, Oh baby. Oh baby. I know it's the big one. Mark it on the calendar. The Detroit Red Wings taking on the Florida Panthers Friday, October 29th. Be there. Uh, Red Wings have not, like, they've not been terrible. No, they have not. And, I mean, when they do have Bertuzzi in the lineup, which is any game outside of Canada, uh, they look very good. And they bring a physical approach to the game. And I'm loving what I'm seeing from defenseman I think you have him on your fantasy, Maurice Sider. Of course, I have Maurice Sider on my team. That's how shit my team is. Is that 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 was like that's one of my better defensemen. <laughs> it is not a recipe for success. Uh, but yeah, like he's looked really good. Lucas Raymond's looked good uh, for the Red Wings. Like, I think it would be foolish to kind of assume this is the Red Wings team we've seen from the last couple of seasons. Like, no, this is like they're not the best, but they're a better team for sure uh, than they yeah. have been in recent history and they also have a guy in that and i hate him but like thomas grice uh they have a guy like that who like you could get goalied by them like i'm not worried about like like arizona is also a bad team i'm not concerned about like arizona goalie attending uh the panthers and just kind of stealing out a win because i've seen arizona's goaltender depth chart and it's Karel vimelka and carter hutton so i'm like that's fine but thomas grice is a legitimately good goalie who has that ability to, to steal games, even at, you know, his age. And he did it for years when he was over there with the Islanders. So that one, it, it, another good test. Uh, I think, you know, again, not the toughest uh, opponent, um, but not an easy win by any means. No, definitely not. It's, there's no easy win. Like there's no easy games in the NHL, right? And when you do Unless get you play them, in they the Pacific ju- Division. Yeah, and when you do get them, they just come in the most unexpected moments. Yeah, like yeah, we know. Um, and then after that, I mean, it's I'm looking like the, like their schedule and like is every team's schedule this difficult? <laughs> like, I swear it's just like contender after contender. I know. Like, thanks, schedule makers. But. Uh, good news is team's playing well. I'm look. I think in this next like two three game stretch, the main thing I'm looking for is for the the power play to get going, and for the penalty kill to be a little bit sharper, and for the goaltending to kind of hold up. Yeah, and I think that's level. that's the most the the last point there is probably the most important one and the one I would keep an eye on the most, just because there's been so much uncertainty over the years. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones like. I find it so hard to believe in goaltending. Like it just is one, like, it's one of those things like a guy could be playing unbelievable and I'll be like, ah, like in my head, I'm like, it can't last. No, I, yeah, I I completely agree with you. Right. And it's like, I hope, like, obviously we both hope that's not the case, but it is possible. Um, So I'm looking for that to, to, you know, stay strong because that's been a big part of, you know, why the Panthers are undefeated so far to start the season. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, yeah, that, that can continue. But mm-hmm. uh, we will see. I think that uh, 
that does it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you to everyone tuning in, listening. We're going to be back on Thursday, the brand new episode, talking more Florida Panthers hockey, more stuff from around the league. Uh, so we'll see you all then, and thanks for listening. Center, Barkov looking to get a step on Mete. 